Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Tonight we're talking about Baby Driver. I'm joined here with Eric and Ed, and of course, all of you, you've seen us live for the first time on YouTube. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, everybody. Boom. I, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm feeling good. good. I, I, it's like every time you ask that, it's just like, I, we, we need to rehearse something a bit more. I, I feel like <laughs> at the same time, we just like, meh, you know, we're here. We're, we're doing it again here, you know? That, that's the point of the show, is that we're drunk and we're unrehearsed. Well, right? here's the one thing, Eric. You have something new. Thing. You got a new haircut. Dude, uh, she... Yeah, and this is, has to be the first live episode, too, uh, of huh? this one, too. I usually have the, the long, curly hair or the bifro-y hair, but she, like, sheared, sheared me like a sheep, dude. Like, I, I, I feel like uh, I came in at, like, the end of her shift. Chick was just done with life. And she saw what I what I wanted because it, you know usually gets to go to the same spot. She's like, okay, well I'm just gonna shave it, and just <laughs> just went to town. And before I could say, I had my glasses off. I could not see anything. And Aww. as soon as she did it, it's the she did the the one. She just and as soon as she did it, I knew that she did it too short. I'm just like, oh, that's that's really short. I think that she caught it too. I think she's like, oh shit, that was really short. Well, fuck it, we're doing it, and she Whoops. just she just went fall all in. Well, I'll tell you what, we're no, going with it. Like it, she she cleaned it up real nice. Like it's she, yeah, you she, got a nice. She faded me good. I got the Obama fade. She gave oh, me the Obama, Obama cut. Look at this, actually. I didn't even think about it. Look that at you. Look cut. at you. Wow. El Presidente. All right, I feel, I'm feeling you, it. You should be totally proud of yourself, man. I mean, like you should be like Eric out and like drop the mic, man. I'm, Eric, I'm just glad she didn't give you the Trump, you know. If I oh. listen, I don't even think I could pull that off. But I, he you know, doesn't. I try, I try it out. <laughs> the golden hair. I, I don't. Yeah. Lynn locks. I don't think it's for right. me. It would just. I don't have the look for it. Like, I don't know. You ever think that? Just like sometimes you just don't look the part. Yeah. I guess we could segue that into this movie, Baby. The <laughs> <laughs> driver who That's looks right. completely unlike the part that he's supposed to be playing. Yes. Tonight we're talking about Baby Driver, a movie that I had no interest in seeing, really, until Eric crammed this down my throat. And then I said, okay, I'll check out the trailers. And I'm like, thank you, Eric, for shoving this down my throat because this movie looks awesome. And boy, was it fun, especially with this. This is interesting, by the way. The movie cost $34 million, and for an independent movie being not really released worldwide like some movies are, this movie's already grossed $45.9 million. It made its money back. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is an Edgar Wright film. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright. I, I liked, so far, all of his movies that he's, he's done. Uh, this one was not my favorite, but I had a really good time with this movie, man. Like, he... He makes some. He makes some good quality stuff. I, I like Edgar Wright. Yeah, and he's kind of a young guy. I mean, he's in his early forties, you know. And to have done things like writer director, you know, like 
to done Shaun of the Dead, and he did uh, he did Grindhouse, and, and of course Hot Fuzz. You know, those things are like Scott Pilgrim. I, some of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. I love his work. You know, and just watching this movie, you can definitely see a lot of the aspects of a Grindhouse style movie, especially at the end when you know you spoiler alert when john ham starts to you know go ham on killing this i'm trying to kill this guy for revenge you know like it's really sort of grindhousey you know and like you, the the red lights and the the you know just the fire and the explosion it's awesome yeah there's there's a lot of it's a lot of cool stuff in this movie man mm-hmm. yeah like, i was i was pleasantly surprised with everything that that uh was going on and yeah, that's uh, there was so many cameos too. Like that was another big part is that there was a, a lot of names. I was like, oh, I actually didn't know that there was this many. I saw Paul Williams was in this one. Do you guys remember? You Paul Williams? Really? He played the butcher, uh, the arms dealer in this movie. And if you don't know, Paul Williams is a is a musician from like the seventies. He I know him from the Daft Punk album, but like uh, okay. he's the short guy with the, with the funny voice. The butcher that was uh, dressed in white. Well, I know who you're talking about then. Okay. I was confused when you are talking about, but I got you now. Yeah, but uh, just a, a lot of a lot of good cameos that, that came up there. Um, I mean, you guys had little to no knowledge of what this was all about. Like, I mean, from the start, right. what, what, how did Tell Me Walk Through uh, the start of the movie? How how do you how do you react? Because that was quite a quite an opening. Ed, yeah, go ahead, you buddy. know. I, I saw, like, when I, the, the opening, it's like, and it, it really sort of dictated the way that they were going to shoot the rest of the film or tell you the rest of the story because, you know, like, the opening scene, there everybody's in the, the little Subaru WRX, you know, which is a cool little car, but, like, the kids, he's in, he's in the car, and he's playing this music, and he's just doing the same thing that every single nerdy guy like us has ever done in a, in a movie, or, not, excuse me, in a movie, in, in the car, and... Like you, he's dancing. Like he, it, you could imagine him if in the air tonight had been playing. But you know, it, you could you see him going. Dun, 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 dun. You like you could just see it. That'd been great. Yeah, like I can see how cool it was, and like he had to get the song, and he had to reverse the songs. You, you know, and you know, you see you see John Hamm, who's one of my favorite actors, and uh, and and John Bernthal. Who you know he plays like the real bad guy at the beginning? You think he's going to be the bad guy in the movie, and Kevin Spacey's great too. But like that whole opening sequence where he's driving around and he gets the two Chevy Cruises that like the cops get all mixed up with. I I was literally on the edge of my seat that entire first that entire uh, opening scene when they're sort of telling you the way the rest of the movie's going to go. Yeah, you know what? You know what? that speaks volumes because I can't say that I'm an Edgar Wright fan. I mean, like I've looked up some of his filmography, and I mean, really, the only movie I really go back to again and again is, of course, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I've never seen. Well, of course, you got red on you. <laughs> do I? Well, what are you gonna? You do? got red on you. Yeah. <laughs> they they trashed Dire Straits in that movie, and I I am an avid fan of Dire Straits. And when he was throwing the records in Shaun of the Dead. And he's yeah. in there, mm-hmm. and he dire straits, and they went, yeah, throw it. And they threw it. <laughs> All my friends were like, I'm like yeah, fuck you, Eric. That's dire straits, man. That's funny. I mean, like, I you got a color TV. Of his movies now. I mean, like, he directed Shaun of the Dead, which I liked. He uh, he uh, he directed Hot Fuzz, which I've never seen. Um, Hilarious. He directed, you really like he Hot directed Fuzz. Scott. I 
heard I would. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, I hate that movie. That's terrible. I walked out of it. What? What? Oh, it's terrible. And uh, World's End, it was okay. But then I – so that's why I guess I really wasn't a big fan and why I wasn't excited to go see this movie. Uh, but, boy, I mean, like I said, yes, that opening. Because here is I'm, – I'm, I'm going to paint this picture. I go into the theater going, I don't want to watch this movie if it wasn't for Movie Guys podcast. I want to be here kind of scenario, you know. And I sit there, and all of a sudden, boom, that opening starts like Ed was describing in very good detail. And I was like, oh. This is. I am interested, and uh, and, it, and and it got me all the way through. Um, I was very excited. The action in this movie is some of the best action I've seen so far this year with you guys. Personally, this was great action. It's good. It was, it was good stuff. I, you know what though, um, as it was going through, and uh, I liked the characters. I liked how all of them kind of played their part. Uh, I liked Flea making a cameo in there too. If you guys uh, remember. Saw him. Oh, was he really? I didn't. I know. love Flea. I, I didn't see him. Where was he? He was uh, part of the crew that ran the armored truck job with a bandit on his. Nose. I didn't see him. I missed it. Ah, oh, damn. So aside from all that, like that was uh, that was all really cool. Um, I mean, let's talk about the uh, the the real thing. Even after that that car chase sequence in the beginning, which, again, was really fucking dope. Like, just the way that he was whipping around and doing, like, these these real tight maneuvers were just really cool. Uh, but after that, the opening credit sequence of him dancing with the coffee. Did you guys notice, like, everything... That sets a perfect tone that this entire movie was going to be matched up and mm-hmm. synced with the music the entire movie that would always be playing. Always music, always playing, yes. it syncs up. And that opening sequence when he's walking, and you could see, like, the graffiti lyrics or, like, have it being posted on, like, a, a, a piece of paper or, like, a concert poster, you know, and, like, just the way he's walking through. And uh, it was really clever how they did it, man. I, I was really taken aback. A lot of a lot of hard work and attention to detail went into that. It was really cool. They, do, you guys, yeah, a- do you guys catch all of that? Like, uh, like, Yeah, I caught it. Like, he, you know, he sort of... They, they they got the angles right on everything, and they like you had said they you know you, I couldn't put it better myself. They 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 told you how the rest of the movie was going to be synced to music, and unlike a previous music uh, film that we've done, they actually did a great job of syncing this movie to, to to music. I've always been a big fan of movies that do music right. Uh, case in point, I guess I would argue would be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those two movies. Um, when they synced up the movie with the actual music into it, got me hook, line, and sinker. I really like because I'm a, because because I'm a firm believer at a good movie not only has a good cast and a good story, but has a great atmosphere, a great tone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I really think that this movie hit that with that uh, with that music into it. Totally, yes. Yeah, another great another another great music uh, film is August Rush. Have you ever seen that? With uh, Freddie Highmore. Yeah, yeah. I that movie was no. so <laughs> beautiful the way it like told the story with music, and it revolved around uh, Moon Dance by Van Morrison of all songs. But it was it gave that movie gave me chills the way it worked with uh, music. You know, like few movies. And they work every time when they when they do. But when movies highlight the the music as as the secondary character that that you're mm-hmm. actually with, um, the artist, 
the black and white movie. Uh, that, yeah, that, that yeah. One, that was one. Uh, Triplets of Belleville is an animated Good movie. Good reference. Yeah, these these are all just like where where it's music. There's there's little to no dialogue. I'm not saying that you know Baby Driver yeah, obviously has a lot of dialogue and a lot of you know hostility written in the but I mean like the way that the it it synced up just perfectly. Like it was almost um very much more relatable to to the main character Baby because that's why he listens to the music, right? Like that's you can feel like that's what's going on in his in his head is that this music he listens to on purpose is so that it everything pairs up. You know, and the way that he he, yeah, he yeah. says, "Though we can't, we uh, wait wait for this part of the song before we start the job," you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you know, sometimes, and I know I'm gonna get shit for it. Sometimes I was wondering if they were pulling from the transporters uh, mo there, you know, because those movies are not good, but those movies are what they are. Uh, they're fun, stupid popcorn flicks, and some. They go to the extreme with with uh, with with baby, of course, by you know having listen to music and stuff. But same thing with uh, Porter. You know, he can't do something. He has to do something before he can start the job, kind of thing. That kind of brought me back to it. Do you guys feel mm-hmm. like they were kind of cherry picking on that, or do you not get that? Yeah, I mean, when you you know what, there's a clever part that after every job, uh, that. Baby, he's doing it to get out of debt. Like, that's what's established earlier, mm-hmm. is that he's in the main villain, uh, I guess you could say, well, uh, the the boss character, uh, uh, Kevin Spacey, yeah. who we find out later. Well, Kevin Spacey, he's in his pocket, and he's he's trying to work his way out of some debt. And it seems like it's a very uh, kind of timid relationship between the two of them. But uh, I think it's funny that for every job that he's he's done, you don't he's not doing it just to get out of it. He actually does get the thrill out of it. And he makes trophies every time by recording that little piece from uh, his mm-hmm. sessions and then making it into a mix, making it into a little, a little song. is his own mix. So that's pretty clever that that's like his, you know, uh, like a serial killer's, you know, uh, uh, takes a charm, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or has a trophy or, or, you know, like Dexter takes the slides. He has something to remember each thing by that nobody else would know about, you know. Which, by the way, just side note, how much fucking money could he have possibly owed? Because they said he had been be- he had been his driver for ten jobs, and he only gives him ten grand out of a possible what quarter million? They well, I, say in these mo- in these in these heists. I think so you said how something much- about the payload in the in the trunk too, right? Yeah, like the the car. I mean, obviously the car. You know, a, a brand new Mercedes. Depending upon the, the the model and the trim, is you know sixty grand. So he steals a car, dumps the payload. Job. Yeah. How much? How many millions of dollars? Let's say each of them are a quarter million dollars, right? That's that's what 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 two and a half million dollars worth of stuff that he stole from him. I mean, it's a, it, there there are a few questions that I had about everything, and that was brought up actually after I, I got to the movie theater, talking with. Uh, my mom and sister, who I went to go see it with, uh, mm-hmm. she brought up a good point that I agree with. That the if they are so wanted, if whenever they drive, there are just police there, always around the corner, this and that. That uh, um, you would think that their faces and everything would have been fairly identified earlier on, maybe like before the diner scene, you know. Or so it, I understand that's very. They're going by the Grand Theft Auto rules, by the yeah, way. All you yeah. do is just run your car through a paint shop, and that you're you're. You're away, scot free, or you get to the safe house and you're fine. 
Yeah, but that part, it, it got a little eye-rolling just because it's just like, okay, like, I feel like it could have gone a different way. I don't know, to me personally, I was expecting not like some sort of gun shootout ending, but I wanted more of a, well, I wanted more driver, more more wheelman shit, you know? I Would you want them to be like the uh, dead presidents in Point Break, have masks and look all fancy? Could be it too, or I don't know, maybe uh, uh, they're maybe just like this, this, he is trying to, to, to drive away. I don't know. And, like, it's it's tough to, to think what else would I would do with that movie because everything syncs so well with the music that it's kind of hard to break away from anything without mm-hmm. without destroying that, that kind of motion that they're going in. And I, I it's not like I have a complaint of how, how I would make it better, but I think instead of... How about this? Instead of there being the extended fight scene between him... And John Hamm at the end, uh, they replace it a little bit more with the chasing, and you get to see some some funky car stunts instead of it being a fight in the garage. Yeah, well, although I agree with that per se, there you know you're almost one step away from being Fast and Furious if you do too many of that, too much of that. Sure. sure. You know, you know what I mean. So, you know, I, although I agree with you in theory, I I think that that's probably what they were trying to shy away from was being Grant, or not, uh, don't sit Grand Theft Auto, from being uh, Fast and the Furious. All right, how about... Yeah, but... No, if you were going to say something, I'll, I'll be real quick. If uh, How about then, the last job, he does the job and, and, and does a little car action stuff, and then they proceed to do some conflict with that same ending. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I'll agree with that, because they sort of like, he sort of decides to get out sort of in a weird way, in a non-climactic way. Like, he he doesn't want to hurt... You can see, like, throughout the movie, he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Like, he sees that Jamie Foxx killed that one that one lady that worked for the, the armored car thing, and he gets mad at Jamie Foxx. He doesn't let him kill the Marine that's shooting at them, trying to kill them. And then, like... But then he kills Jamie Foxx. Like, he explodes because he wants to get out. He wants to run away. You know, and wants to... You know, they, they that was sort of... I'll, I'll agree with that. They could have done something different in that way like had the last scene be something you know great in terms of uh like a great you know chase scene Mm -hmm. yeah jordan what do you think well you know to go on both your guys's points i mean you can make a good fast and furious movie just don't make fast and furious i mean the ending (laughs) is the ending it doesn't have a problem with i mean like if they want to copy off of fast and furious that's fine because you're going to be totally better so, I mean, I, like I said before, I don't have a dog in the fight with really as an overall review of this movie because the movie just made me happy. It, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't a great movie or nothing like that. I'm not, I'm not claiming Oscar here, but what I'm claiming is that – and I've not had a lot of fun with movies this year. And uh, this was a good just car action. I thought the uh, – I don't even know the guy's name. I'm sorry. Somebody's going to help me here. But that I played Baby. Uh, he was wonderful. Ansel Elgort. Elgort. I mean, there you uh, go. He's got he has some weird some weird name that I can't pronounce. Butchering that there last thing. Sure, right. sure. Just, it just it was there. it was great. So because of this movie, I'm gonna see the other Edgar Wright movies that I've not seen yet because maybe I missed something there. But that's what I'm trying to get at. Is I'm not I'm not I'm not a terrible uh, nitpick on them trying to be Fast and Furious because. They're going to do it better. Anybody can do it than Fast and Furious. I think you, you're going to like the other ones in his series. He kind of keeps the same theme of uh, horde or, or wave 
uh, uh, you know, fights where it's just uh, a mob of zombies coming at you or a mob mm -hmm. of, uh, what was it, just, is it, was it just a, 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 a town that was just a crime, like just a bunch of criminals? Is that what that was? In Hot Fuzz? And then, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Then alien invasion, it corrupted people in in a town, and then alien invasion in the uh, in the last one, in the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So it's just you know, grab your gun and shoot them up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really, sort of like I'd said, sort of a grindhousey style feel. Not, I mean, not that full full blown, but he does a lot of that a lot of that style, real gritty kind of stuff. Like it's just never ending. You know, it feels kind of boring, but it's not because it's so exciting. But you then you realize you look down and it's 25 minutes they've been fighting. What the fuck? It says here that Big Boy and Killer Mike were in this movie. What? Big Boy from Outcast. Big Boy. Yeah. And Killer Mike from Run the Jewels uh, were Restaurant Patron 1 and 2. I, no, okay. I did not notice that. Near did I. Wow. Okay. Okay, uh, this is uh, pretty cool. I, I like that a lot of people just kind of... Well, that's because it does take place in Atlanta, so I'm sure that they were... Ah, uh, uh, there you go. Yeah, sure I was really impressed Atlanta. with um, with uh, Lily James. Uh, Lily James and I... Uh, I've hated everything that she's ever been in besides this movie. She played uh, uh, Deborah, so... and she played the love interest to Baby in this movie? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh I, she was terrible in her first big action role of in Wrath of the Titans, the unnecessary sequel of Clash of the Titans. Which That's not her oh, fault. In it. Like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, like that was that was the most unexpectedly awesome movie ever. That was the most unexpectedly terrible movie ever. Oh my but god, okay. Jordan! I thought you knew movies. Jesus Christ! Like I that mean, movie. I, Sometimes when it gets too ridiculous, it works. Like Abraham Lincoln, the, the Vampire Hunter. Yeah! <laughs> like, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> no, that movie was not bad. This movie, you know, Pride and Prejudice Zombies, I had to turn that one off. So I have not liked any of her stuff. Now, of course, I also know her because my wife likes the show Downtown Abbey, and she also starred in that. But I mean, she's just not an actress that I tend to follow. Uh, but played Cinderella in Cinderella, which was, again, also terrible, guys. So, I mean, she has not had a yeah, great Yeah, but that career. wasn't her fault. She was terrible in it. Every movie that she's in, that, she's that, terrible. That movie was <laughs> just terrible. That movie was just terrible. It's not her fault. Argument. It is that. Made. It is that fault. It, <laughs> no, it 100% it is her fault because if the director gives her a piece of shit, then the actress can say, okay, well, there's a peanut in there, or there's a, or there's a popcorn kernel in there or corn kernel so i'm gonna make it at least somewhat enjoyable to go what huh, i don't remember having of... any corn Listen, they can't all be all eyes on me where the movie's terrible and the actor's good they can't all just can't all be that way jordan like hey, sometimes hey, like, look at look at great actors like uh like like russell crowe who when the movies are bad he's not good hey okay speaking of did you, you know that uh, uh the guy who played suge knight in shredder compton was in this movie no, I did not know that. Yeah, the guy who played Suge Knight. Um, I bet you I can look up his name. So no. everybody in Hollywood could do this movie. I wouldn't say everybody, but... Uh, I sir, mean, like, it seems like it. He's got if, some you, pull, I can if tell you that. Starred, if you starred once but no longer star in an AMC television show, 
You are in this Marcos movie. Marcos Taylor is his name. Should All right. Well, well fuck me. I just had Luke Cage, too. Oh, he's a stunt? He's a stunt man. Of course he's a stunt man. Well, good for him. Uh, I hope he gets more work. Would you guys think this movie would be better if it was set in the 80s? With no. an 80s soundtrack? Like, that'd be fucking dope. 80s soundtrack. Uh, Baby hat. Like, of course, there you go. But that's kind of what Driver like... was, wasn't it? Like, don't you yeah, think this movie of... was kind of trying to be like Driver with uh, Ryan Reynolds? But it's Baby Driver. Damn. That's why it's Baby. Duh. But, I mean, like, the reason why this movie screams 80s to me is, one, I'm looking at the poster, and it's all, like, all the actors kind of, like, cartoon-fied, if that's a way of saying it. So that's, like, straight out of the 80s. Um, and just the overall feel, the way the movie was shot, everything kind of feels 80s. So, yeah, this movie would be great if this movie was set in uh, the late 80s and Baby has a Walkman with huge headphones listening to Miami Vice theme song. That would be great. That would be amazing. I know you guys don't agree, but I think it'll be great. No, I mean, I see. I mean, I see your point. I see what you're saying. Like, it, yeah. I mean, now we're we're being overly nitpicky about it. But like, what's he gonna drive? A Trans Am or like a, a like a, a Camaro? Oh damn! Absolutely. Be, be he drives a Camaro. That'll be great if he drives. Camaro. I mean, he's got he's got, a, he's got an Iroc Z. He's rocking around in some like... Porsches in there too, man. <laughs> That'd be great. You Put a couple some... Stangs in there. That's a good time. He's got he's got fuzzy he's got fuzzy dice. Oh, there, there you go. I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah, I see you. I see what you're saying. I can get into that. I can dig it. Total 80s, man. That's what this movie is missing because everything else is. Nah, I, I think that'd be way too much like like Driver then because Driver was going for that more of that synth pop kind of uh, future uh, cyberpunk kind of feel, you know, where it's just you know, or, or um, not not cyberpunk, uh, outrun like an outrun kind of feel. No, I I I I totally get what you're saying. I just kind of like that uh, i like 80s yeah. movies because i'm a jerk but uh you know i okay so the movie uh turns into a very violent kind of movie at the end but the movie does give i mean mostly everybody dies besides baby and deborah of course and then uh baby gets caught and he's sentenced to prison for 25 years like what he the gets sh- out in five. five he got five out in years. five I know, but 25 years he was sent. It's like, bro, Jesus he was the Christ. he was the getaway driver and one fifth of a gang that committed millions upon millions of dollars worth of heists against banks in Dozens Atlanta. Of like, you, yeah, like, yeah, he dude should go to jail. Like, yeah. you, I see what you're saying. Like, you hope for the the happy ending, and like, a, and a they try to give it to you. Yellow. They fake Public they property. fake the happy ending to you too by telling you like. In the trial, everybody's saying, oh, he's a good guy. He got forced into doing this. And I know, like, we're friends. We both kind of wanted more than that. But he's a great guy. He got forced in. And then the judge is like, no, 25 years. Five years. After five years, you can have parole. Yeah. I don't know, guy. I just just think the 25 years is just a little too – Fallen hero-ish, a little ridiculous regardless of the felonies. It just I mean, it just seems a little ridiculous. I mean, he like you could get twenty five years for one of those felonies, which is I uh, probably what the only thing they had on him was the one. That's what they said, right? It was like a uh, nineteen counts or uh, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, twenty one counts. Twenty one counts of uh, of of committing a crime. How however many were related to that one? I don't know, but I see the point. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they gave a count number, man. Like it was, it's a good, it's a good amount. Like, dude did some damage. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if he was yeah. just a wheel man, then they're so gonna cite him for like ruining public property and like you know, yeah, doing a stealing all. That's a lot of car theft. Yeah, like, it's a lot of. I mean, like, I mean, shit. Were they gonna blame dude, Superman was, for destroying Metropolis? Was, Zing. <laughs> this was GTA rules where uh, he could literally yeah, just they, jump into any car and just and just. Hot, do what you hot, want. Wire it, and then you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. And then we find cool. out. I like Baby. Baby that... is a cool character. He's a cool character, but it'd be great if we find out his real name. But his name is Miles. We find out in the movie that his last that his name is Miles, and Deborah is waiting for him. I don't think she's waiting for him. Nobody would. What? I mean, it worked out. Did you not like the name was Miles? I mean, I just think it would be more creative if his name just wasn't mentioned. I mean, just just don't talk about it. Or if it actually like, was Baby, would... like that—that's something I actually wouldn't mind if his name was actually just if it was if he was actually Baby. Yes, yeah, Baby would be great because that would make more sense for this to be an '80s movie because of nobody puts Baby in the corner, and they so could have played with that. Okay. Is that what you're waiting for? I was waiting for them to say nobody puts Baby in the corner. But they didn't do it. Well, missed opportunity there. Or maybe they, they had it somewhere and we, and we all missed it. I also find it's funny. I was just looking this up. Um, the guy who plays Baby. Yeah. Or whatever. He's 23 years old, right? Yeah. The actress that plays his mom is an actress called Sky Fiera. And she's 24 years old. I just find that funny. Well, but she's playing the mom yeah, 10 years, 15 years ago. I know. I'm just because her first role that I've seen her in was in The Green Inferno, which. Uh, anyway. Well, that happened. That happened. <laughs> that, happened. That, that really happened. And, of course, she's like friends with Miley Cyrus. And, and anyway. You sound really but no, down I'm, about that. He's just mad Miley because Cyrus. Miley Cyrus is sober now, and he's just sort of defeated in his life. Jeez. Well, I have nothing else to look forward to anymore. I want to see a train wreck. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, everyone likes a comeback, and who better than Miley? I like yeah, Miley. Miley Cyrus is sober now. Justin Bieber is sober now. Like, they're living clean lives. Biebs. I said the wait, wait, I said the wait until uh, <laughs> just going to have to wait until August to see train wreck when we review Annabelle Creation. But anyway. We'll get to that when we get to that. No, I, I mean, but I mean, but uh, overall, I mean, the movie was not terrible. We're gonna get our final reviews about it. Uh, but um, I leave disappointed. I can say that. So, get into our overall reviews of it. Eric, how much money would you spend to see Baby Driver? Uh, you know, I think this would be a, like a solid rental. Like, I. I enjoyed the movie. I, I I really did, but I felt like maybe the love story was just a little bit slow after. Like it, I felt like it pumped me up, and then it just uh, um, it didn't give me a full finish. But I enjoyed every bit of it. Like I, I really did. Like just it was a fun movie to start to finish. Uh, very impressive how it was made. It was very well done. Um, you could tell that a lot of again a lot of craft went into. The making of this film. Uh, I liked the cast. It was 
fun to see everyone just kind of got along. It it felt very believable. I, I liked everything about it. Um, but it's not my favorite Edgar Wright film. Uh, and I think that, uh, I don't know, I, I, my expectation was that I wanted to see a little bit more drive. And I, I'm happy with what I got because it was real cool. But, I don't know, that's my only one gripe. And it's not, it doesn't really even feel like it's it's validated because the movie actually is just, it's very good. And, but it's it's not wow, you know. It's it's maybe like a, if I'm going to be channel flicking and it's going to be on HBO, I'll probably have it on HBO while I'm making uh, dinner or something, you know. Oh, good, yeah, HBO movie. Yeah, I totally understand. I like that. But, like, uh, uh, yeah. Everything was explained. Like, again, I like the characters, and I, I thought it was a cool movie. Uh, Eric, uh, Ed, how much money would you spend to see Baby Drive? I'd give this, I mean, I'd give this thing a full price. Um, you know, the price of, uh, you know, the price of admission is 10 bucks. So, you know, I'd give it, I'd give it that. Um, I, you know, I, I, I agree, Eric. I, you know, I think I would, would have liked to have seen a little bit more driving. But, you know, just given the nature of Edgar Wright and just given the nature of the story, it sort of told itself in a, in a pretty decent way. I, you know, I don't, I don't have a gripe about, about it other than, you know, really maybe I would have liked to see more driving, a little less drama, a little less uh, love interest. But at the same time, you know, that's just me being kind of nitpicky. And, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, so it's just, it's just me sort of, sort of finding something to find wrong with it. I left the theater thinking the film was pure genius. And I honestly still feel that way. I mean, there's, it's not like the greatest film ever made by any means, but it was, it was pure genius in the sense that, you know, it told a story with music. The guy didn't really talk that much. The lead character didn't really talk that much. And I was super excited and forgot about all the BS that goes on in the world. So, you know, that's what, that's why we got into film. That's why we all like film as, you know, we all see it now as, is an art, but you get into them because you're able to escape the world. And this movie did that for me. It made me forget everything else that was going on. So, you know, all in all, I'd give it a full price. You know, no, no problems with that. Ed, you took the words right out of my mouth instead of a full price. It's going to be a half price, but yes, this movie gives you a world uh, and you're into it. I did not find myself bored or looking at my phone waiting to get out of there so I can come back and review it with you, fine gentlemen. So, I mean, like, overall, the movie's not bad, but I can't see myself going out to Walmart and buying it straight on Blu-ray right now. This is a movie that's definitely a half-priced, uh, something I'm not looking forward to seeing right now, but in the future, maybe. So it was next week. I think all three of us are. This could be our most longest-running episode ever next week. We got Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, my Lord, I am nice. ready for that one. For Yeah, for those of us who listen to our previous comic book movies, we tend to go on and on and on about comic books. I'm yes. excited for this one. It's going to be good. And, yeah. yeah, and then the last one, we always do our uh, uh, come up for that one. I'm a big fan, almost as big as an Alien fan, but I'm a huge Planet of the Apes fan, and War for the Planet of the Apes will be after Spider-Man Homecoming, which... Oh, I can't wait for that. I'm going to start my Planet of the Apes marathon tomorrow. So I'm excited Jeez. to check those out, to watch all of them. Well, there's 37 movies, so you do have to kind of start it two weeks in advance. There's 37 of those fucking things? No, 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 no. I was exaggerating. But there's a bunch. There's like seven. Well, yeah. 
I say there's. I know there's a lot. There's... We, I mean, we, then like, again, like we make fun now. of that, and we we make fun of that, but we're all super excited for you know Star Wars eight. Oh well, goddamn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. But next week we'll be coming back for Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm excited to see Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Finally, we're going to see the Vulture, which they've been ruining about for years. So, uh, I'm excited as all hell. I'm sure everybody else is, and I'm sure you're excited to hear it as well, fans. But if you like this episode, like always, make sure to check us out on uh, iTunes. Search Movie Guys Podcast. Also check us out on MovieGuysPodcast.com and Podbean, which is MovieGuysPodcast.Podbean.com. And also BeRealNetwork.com. And if you are listening to this show, then we have told you in the beginning of the show that we're not on YouTube. Eric, where can they find us on YouTube? Uh, actually, just go to YouTube and you can just type in Movie Guys Podcast. All one word. All one word. And we should be, you should see our logo and you'll be able to find us there. Pop it right up. And you can watch how we record our awesome, fun episodes, right? Yeah, uh, yeah that would... Uh... Well, yeah, if you want to watch that, that's all you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll, oh, we'll figure it out. We might do some pizzazz or, you know, mm-hmm. something a little bit later or make it look add some, pretty. Add some pics art. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, we, right we now we can add effects fun. to this. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. but at the <laughs> Is same there a snowflake time, effect we can put in here somewhere? I think we can. But there's there's also the, uh, the part where uh, we have a live chat, too. So um, we could do oh, that wow. if. if, if it, if it's in demand, we have uh, people to do uh, live chats with. But that's it, all in the heart of, uh, of live streaming. But that's... We'll mm. see, we'll we're see we're working the kinks out, folks. We're figuring it all out. It's all for you. Thank you all so much. You know, we, we'd never imagine we'd be uh, as big as we've become. You know, we have uh, multiple thousands of downloads on every episode. And, you know, we, again, we can't thank you enough for, for, for sticking with us through figuring out all our stuff that we have to figure out. But, uh, you know, we, we love the fact that we're continuing to grow. We love the fact that you're referring our podcast to people. And, you know, I just want to say thank you guys. And, uh, you know, if it, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this continuously if it wasn't for you all. So. Oh, that's nice. Jordan, you're a dick. What? I was nice. <laughs> I'm trying. Hey, listen, nice I'm trying to help. I'm trying to thank our fans, and you're making fun of me. I am not, sir. But that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to everybody next week for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, but for Eric and Ed, thank you so much for joining me, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good night. There's a bug in my drink. <laughs>